Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, touch your back. We round the world. We round the net. So get ready and get set. Because we make it look easy. No sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to episode 46.5 of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoa. That's not the Canadian. I know. <laughs> and we got a couple other people with us tonight. Let's go here. Megan. Sarah. That's right. It's a point five, so this is a special episode where we will be spoiler filled. Where the with, number is half, but the content is, is doubled. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> You're our tagline creator from now on. There you go. With Ooh. approval. <laughs> I approve this content. <laughs> yes, we are going to be looking at season four of A Game of Thrones. We've had some listeners ask us if we would do this again, and Megan asked as well. She wanted to know if we were going to do this again. So all of that together says yes. Yes, we are doing this. <laughs> it's been a year since the last really yeah, big yeah. ego boost for Megan. So <laughs> all the fans, listeners can can write you know. And it takes Yay. us this long to coordinate all four schedules. So... <laughs> That has been done. The moons have aligned. And here we are. We're going to talk about season four of Game of Thrones. Again, this is spoiler filled. So uh, if you don't want the last season of a Game of Thrones spoiled. Uh, Somebody dies at the end. Damn it. There's a wedding. <laughs> There's a wedding. There's food. People die. You're caught up. Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Every once in a while. Dragon. Crispy critters. So we will be uh, talking about the show, and we will be talking about some of the differences between the books and the show, and we will do a little bit of speculation at the end for season five, like we have done in the past. Where do we want to start with this bad boy? What do you well, think? I think we start with Ep 10 and work backwards. Work backwards? <laughs> All right. I'm game. I'm good with that. <laughs> Since Ep 10 is the one that most of us remember the most. <laughs> <laughs> most recently happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I said I looked this like the episode guides up recently. I forgot how much actually happened from this season. Well, you know, that that's a high point for me. I didn't necessarily agree with it all, but this was a much more busy and positively busy season than, than the previous ones. I think there was less, uh, well, more filler, but less dead filler. Yeah. As, as I, Jeff and I talked about in one of the our core apps, you know, that stuff where Asha went to save what's his name and Leon. the fake battle. Beyond the wall where John almost mm-hmm. met, but never did, you know, and oh. all that stuff that that really irritated me because that was that was just blatant padding to my mind because they don't know where Martin's going yet. So they're just trying to it seems like they're just doing anything to space out their their timeline. Yeah. But aside from maybe three or four 
three or four ups of that. So like less than a half hour. I think it was a very solid season with, with everything. Everything meant something. There was not a lot of useless politicking as there had been last season. Well, this is definitely the season where we get the majority of the butterfly effect stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, up until now, we've had, okay, they've diverged a little bit here, a little bit there. But every season, that seems to be increasing quite a bit. And season four is, okay, I don't know what you guys read, but this isn't what I read. But I like, you know, it's it's, well, in, it's in the vein. It's First step was full-on spoilers for book six. Yeah. You know. But like you said, a lot of the things that they've done this season, I've actually been fine with and and liked but there are a few things where it was like all right what are you guys what are you guys thinking with this because i don't quite get where that divergence went Uh, and some of the like you said the exercise the fillery stuff i didn't mind it that much but you're right it was just like this is like this is a complete makeup now now you're now you're creating your own butterfly effect because you've completely done your own thing here you're not taking a divergent from the book you're just straight up rewriting part of the book (laughs) So it makes it weird to, at that point too to kind of figure out where exactly they're going with some of the pieces and what will and what won't get pulled in. You know, the big story kind of going around right now and disappointment is that we may not see Lady Stoneheart, uh, if that's going to happen or not. And well, I wouldn't mind that because they totally disregarded the Lightning Lord anyways. So mm-hmm. beyond having a little resurrection and discussing that they did it like six times, and that was even last season, I think. Right. Yeah, it wasn't um, this season. It was last there season. Was, yeah. There's no precedent for her importance in the books, uh, in the TV show as compared to the books. Well, I think, well, it might even been a couple of seasons ago because it wasn't that when Arya was with the, the Brotherhood. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. when they had the one guy who yeah. was resurrected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be a shame for where the story is going for Brienne and Jamie not to have Lady Stoneheart somehow involved in some way. Whether that's this season, I don't know if either too, because the books really, they didn't do too much with Lady Stoneheart other than she's there and she exists. And I think maybe depending on how George goes with the future material in the next book with her will dictate whether the show even brings that up. Well, she has said in an interview, the the woman that played Kat, that as far as she knows, her character and any variation variation on it is dead. So, no, I, I, but they could take a whole season off the way they're spacing the content of the books and bring her back in two years because yeah. it could very well take that long for Brienne to figure out anything that's going on. Well, and by the time they bring her back in the show and between that and makeup, it could be recast anyway. Yeah, really. exactly. That's what I was thinking because in the books for a while, it, it's even sort of ambiguous as to whether that is mm-hmm. Catelyn Stark. Right. And Spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, until they reveal the gaping neck wound. It's yeah, right. Right. It's more like there's this local legend slash ghost story that you kind of have to put together in your own head. They don't ever really come out and say it. So, but I think you're right. They've done on the show. They downplayed a lot of the magical elements and Mm -hmm. the the fantastical elements, I guess, of the books. And I don't know if they're doing that purposely for the audience of HBO or if it's more. Well, see, I don't have a problem with that because. Because right. the actual books, I mean, it's this is roughly about the time in the show. Well, maybe a little bit before that. We should have started seeing more of it. But it's not until the dragons kind of come back into the world that some of the magic starts coming back into the world. I, I kind of like that in the books where it's this slow build. It starts off as a very, not very magical, mostly just like a medieval, regular medieval kind of setting. And then we slowly kind of see because 
and it's almost directly tied to the fact that the mad the dragons are back that magic starts to kind of come back into the world we even see that over in like bravos and and in that area with the the magicians or whatever they were called uh, yeah yeah melisandra makes a a point that her powers are getting more powerful because mm-hmm. the dragons have returned not it's not a one to one comparison but right. she, she says something about magic having return to the world and then there are reports uh it's all secondhand in the book mm-hmm. of other people of other uh <laughs> of other magics getting more powerful going from like hedge wizardry to full-on wizardry i think they did that really really well in this ep where they showed the equation of the dragons getting stronger and starting to do not so great stuff but also with the skeletons popping up out of the ground and the elf the elves fighting them and or the fairy folk or the green folk the or whatever. Children. Yes, the, the children. children. The yes. Um that balance of of magic and the dragons and that direct correlation. I like how they did that in this app without having somebody say it as like an explainer and kind mm-hmm. of spoiling it. So I thought that was really well done in this app and something I've been kind of looking forward to. Like you said, the the magic is kind of downplayed and like Jeff said, it's been it's a slow build uh, in the books and in the show. And so it was nice to see him finally kind of release that a little bit. Although it does take away some of the ambiguity of Jojen from the books. In the books, yeah. I never got the impression he was really dead. But mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. <laughs> they kind of made that a definite he? point here. <laughs> you mean like that he got killed? He, he was or was he dead prior? In the books, I never got the impression. He was there was the confrontation and he was split from the party, but I never got the impression that he was necessarily dead. No, I don't think he was. Uh, but in, in the TV show, yeah, the, they yeah. tore him up pretty good. And then the kid threw a fireball out there. And then his eyes turned blue. Did the eyes turn blue too? Didn't they? No, no I, th- cause I thought the, wasn't it the, the, the children or what are the, the fairy folk? Didn't she like blast oh, yeah. him? She yeah, she threw the little fireball. She, 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 she roasted him to make sure he didn't turn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, there's a prison shank skeleton there. (laughs) (laughs) I love the skeletons. I thought that was great. I thought it was a great scene. I was, I was glad they did it. Mm -hmm. I know I had a couple people ask me online if that never happened in the books. I'm like, no, it did. Just, I mean, they didn't, I don't think in the books they specifically said these are skeletons. No, it was definitely a solid visualization that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I didn't see skeletons. It was, I was from the book. I really got more of a, an evil dead vibe, kind of the the forest coming to life rather yeah. than skeletons. Right. The one thing I am, uh, you know, everybody right now, like I said, is kind of talking about, are we going to see Lady Stoneheart? I'm a little upset that we're not seeing a good incarnation of Cold Hands. Because Cold Hands played a part in there as well. Well, yeah, but they dropped him. I know. Long time ago. I know. And that he that, should have had two or three me. scenes over the last couple of years. So, I mean, yeah. he isn't huge in the books right now, but he plays. Well, there was a good the whole part, part with uh, Fat Sam and the people yeah. going under the wall yeah. through the well, and he was guiding them. Yeah, the whole that. well thing got yeah. cut. Yeah, and and that oh, yeah. was a good one to kind of show us like what Cold Hands is because he's like, well, I can't pass through. You're gonna have to go without me. <laughs> you know that that kind of thing. So. It can potentially still be brought up, obviously. I mean, they've, they've gone so many different ways right now and they're doing so many weird things over in the wildlings area that it, it could potentially happen. But I'm, I, I don't know it, that it's, it's one, it's, it's almost like the Boba Fett moment, right? It's like a very minor character in the books, but one a lot of people seem to gravitate towards and, and want to figure more out of, about. So Norman Reedus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of. It's kind of one of those things like, oh, man, I really want to see what you would do with cold hands. And we're not getting cold hands right now. 
Well, we got the cold hand substitute though in the what the first step where or was this the second step where he the the walker came and picked up the kid. Right. And, yeah. And uh I was wondering if maybe that was he wasn't on a horse, so I mean it could have been him because <laughs> you know, all the white walkers look the same. So Well I uh, <laughs> I hope they do racist. bring bring cold <laughs> cold hands and Undead. ladies stoneheart out. <laughs> so I think it was a little bit of a missed opportunity with that um build or the return of the magic. Because the bringing cold hands in and Lady Stoneheart would have been another example of magic kind of returning um, but i suppose if they did it all at once in one app it would maybe be a little overpowering so maybe that's something they're holding off for yeah. next season here's my other thing that irks me a little bit about people talking about it and, and talking about the lady stoneheart thing everybody is calling her a zombie no that kind of irks me it's like well we don't need a zombie on the show it's like that that have you read the books all the zombies are <laughs> the people above, beyond no. the wall yeah <laughs> No, she's no more a zombie than uh, Dondarian was. Yeah. yeah, she's just a little bit angry. It's more of a Frankenstein than anything. Yeah, <laughs> reanimated. Yeah, not necessarily a zombie. So yeah, that that kind of hurts me because every time I see somebody start talking about if Lady Stoneheart should be or shouldn't be on the show and all that stuff, it always kind of ends up boiling down to somebody starts bringing in the well, you know, we don't, we didn't. It's a stupid part of the books, and we don't need the zombie. She's not a zombie. It's not a stupid part of the books either. No. <laughs> no, I mean, that's kind of a a critical decision point for Brienne if they were going to do that. Yeah. You know, there's she's got Oathkeeper, but then Kat kind of points out that she did break her oath. She did break an oath, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a, a it could potentially be a big point in the books and the TV show. That's why I don't think it's going to be in the TV show because they're kind of laying off the magic side of it beyond Melisandre and the Dragons. And... <laughs> if Bran ever has a point, but uh, I know it's, they're making cuts. And I think just to cut down books, you know, they're going to have to cut more and more stuff because the books are getting more and more ridiculous in size. I mean, that's not what you meant. Well, they, they can't get any more ridiculous in terms of concept. I mean, sure. They could. He's right. devoted a thousand pages to a girl in the desert that does nothing. Thank you. Oh, God, you know, I always find it funny that (laughs) Daenerys is not a favorite character of yours because I know a lot of people that absolutely love her. And I know, Megan, you're always into like girl power. And and every time that comes, she's like, (sighs) so done with her on the Kindle. She's my click through chapters. Thank you. (laughs) See, I actually like her in the books. And we've talked about that before, but from a different perspective, because she is m- much. <laughs> she's twelve in the book. I know she's much. She's much younger. She's extremely naive, and I always approach her from the. She's try always tries to do her best and always screws it up. In the books, her stupidity is acceptable to me, right? Or understandable, if not acceptable. On the TV show, where the actress is clearly like thirty six, um, no, she she's older than she is in the books, physically and intellectually and emotionally. So no, at some point the wisdom has to kick in, and it's not. I I just I I don't know what it is. If it's just I'm bored with her because it's like oh I have these dragons, so now I have all the power in the world, and it's very much that versus. I don't, I don't even understand half the time what she's doing. And I, it, like, even with the sheep thing this year, I was like, really? <laughs> Are we just gonna, even I was like, you can't pay off everybody who's gonna bring in a burnt sheet. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
Yeah, but she did in the book. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was a plot point in the book. book, You know they're taking advantage of you now. They're just burning their own sheep. Yes, but but I have to make the effort to show that I am a good and just queen. And talk about filler. What is with her like side characters all of a sudden having their own love story plot line? I was like, uh... You do know he had his dick cut off. There's nothing going to develop ever. Unless that's an also undocumented part of the magic. (laughs) Well, you know, you lose one thing, you kind of get enhanced in another area. So maybe... I'm just saying, Well, he might be very good at oral debate. Find out what he looks like with a mustache. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 that sort of lost me. I mean, it was nice. I think it probably gave the writer some freedom because they're inventing new material. But uh, it goes back to. But then they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. That was like uh, a, an intro scene, like halfway through the season and then nothing. Yeah. But I just. I, it's almost as if it was a Sansa moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I, I like how they Come could easily, smoothly switch the actor for Dario, and like nobody noticed. <laughs> it did took us about two apps, two two and a half apps, and I was like, "That's not the same Dario Naharis, is it?" <laughs> well, come on, now. we've had three mountains. That's true. no, only two. No, this season's was the guy that was in the first season. Oh, okay. mm, yeah. I thought it was no three. Different. I thought three different every time. No. Uh, Really? Only, yeah, I noticed because it was like, hey, that's the guy from Orphan Black. Orphan Black, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, which I like this actor tremendously better. There's no doubt about it. But Well, I sat through, we just power watched like the last half of Orphan Black. And through the whole back half of that, I was like, so finally I busted out the phone. I'm like, oh, the original Dario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, again, Danny is my fast forward. I could fast forward on the DVR, I would, but. The amount of. <laughs> words that he is invested in this character if she doesn't become the empress of the universe there's there are going to be fans that are disappointed but by the same token she has yet done nothing to be deserving of anything except scorn and to my mind she deserves at no point her boat needs to sink on the way across the narrow ocean but but wait don't you think that she's do you think that maybe she's Martin's attempt to show the flip side of all the other rulers, that all the kings and people in Westeros who always have bad intentions and, well, not always, but always have these intentions for personal gain and trying to stay in power no matter what it takes. And then she's sort of the counterbalance where she's got all these great intentions, but it's kind of showing, well, yeah, you can love your people and try to do what's best for them, but that doesn't always work out either. So either way, it's kind of a crapshoot. So that's the way I look at her character. It's not always the most interesting parts of the books or the show, but it kind of is a reality check on the the hatred towards the villainy of the other rulers. No, I never got that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you're right. You're I'm wrong. Right. Just, he's not saying you're right. I, he I never just does. Saw that. He never I, does. I. I don't give Germ that much credit. Honestly, Germ. Um, but it's uh. it's an interesting concept. It it does fit in with his general theme of the world of you're screwed. It doesn't matter who you are. Right. But I don't give him the credit for trying to give you that kind of counterpoint to <laughs> Westeros, to the to the rulers in Westeros, because I think he tried that with the Starks, and yeah. I think his She's counterpoint there was: the it doesn't mentality. matter how good you start off as, right. you're still going to be corrupted. 
But here's my problem with Danny, and I think it's been from the beginning, which is what she's doing over where she's at is fine because she's like, oh, I'm trying to free the slaves. I'm trying to do all this good. But at the same time, she's like, but I want the Iron Throne, a place I don't hardly remember. I have no connection with the people other than I'm a Targaryen and I need it. Well, yeah, from the beginning. It's mine. And that's where I just go. Uh, from the beginning she just seemed like the MacGuffin that's going to be well until the end of the last book who knows how that's going to really play out in the next book the MacGuffin to be the foil to Jon Snow yeah the the Targaryen battle because I figure he's the Targaryen he's a Targaryen yeah I think uh, it's, it's going to be the battle of the Targaryen throwdown for the Iron Throne and it's uh, like you say she's been oh, I have all these noble deeds but in reality I'm just building an army but I mean part of me is just like stay where you're at fix where you're at and leave Westeros alone to whoever gets it I never understood her need to go back. And- well, again, especially from the book aspect, it's that's been pumped into her head from she's extremely young. She's very naive. Her brother kept pumping it into her. The people around her kept pumping it into her. Her advisors right now keep pumping it into her. She's never had a moment where somebody hasn't been telling her, you are the rightful ruler of Westeros. Why aren't you there? Why aren't you taking it over? So I think you read a whole different book because I've never heard only one time anybody pumping anything into Daenerys. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I no, I get that because. So I mean, she she's young, she's naive, she's trying to take on this ruler, you know, mentality and and trying to be the better ruler and trying to. I don't know, practice ruling where she is right now, kind of. But everybody around her is always like, you need to get back to Westeros. They're, the people want you back. The people are clamoring for you to be there. The usurper is still on the throne. The people are asking for you to come back and take back over. She's had all these people doing that. So I, I don't have a problem with her. I, I think it would take a lot for her to get out of that mental shift at this point because that's kind of been her entire world up until this point. Uh, unless she can really get to a point where she just goes, you know what? I've done it. I've done it here. Uh, and I don't know if that'll ever happen if she keeps, I mean, eh, we've seen because her. She hasn't. Huh? She hasn't. Well, she, she hasn't. <laughs> right. But she's also kind of gotten rid of, you know, uh, well, in the books. You know, Sir Jar is not around anymore. So, I mean, she's gotten rid of at least one person whispering in her ear that she needs to go back home. And his whole thing, again, is, I mean, yeah, he's in love with her and stuff, but you got to remember at the beginning, it was all about getting my land, getting my titles, Mm -hmm. and getting Mm -hmm. back at the Starks was his original reason for being around and trying to get her over there and kind of make her take him with and become legit. But then he kind of fell in love and all that other stuff. But, you know, this is what she's got talking in Again, her ear all the time learn. <laughs> so i don't have a problem with how she's focused on that i don't know let's just say i'm not or i cannot wait till she gets on that dragon and flies away for a while <laughs> oh spoiler <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt they're gonna actually do that part at, at least oh, from that I'm, I'm sure they'll do it quickly <laughs> well that that'll have to be up nine if they're gonna pour all that budget that's there's not gonna be a big yeah. battle next season it's just <laughs> And here's a quarter million dollars for a girl to fly onto a dragon and go yeah. away. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a pretty big, that, that actually could be an F9. It kind is of a thing moment because yeah, of but... everything going on around it and, and before that actually happens. So that could be a, a kind of F9 kind of thing. But here's one of the other things that we're getting, right? And, and probably one of the reasons why it's hard to kind of get into what's going on with Danny. Again, even in the books, I mean, it, it I, I felt for her. I enjoyed the character. I enjoyed what she was going through, but it got to a point where it was just like, there's way too much going on in the main Westeros. 
that is like always there's always something there that you want to know about and read and then all of a sudden to just kind of break away and go and here's your moment of zen (laughs) (laughs) and now let's come back you know and and we're getting that a little bit i think in the show now too and we're about to split off again next season we're going to split off into a whole nother area well you know i was as far as that character goes aria i really loved her character up until she went to learn to be an assassin the schooling the training it has been very interesting to read but again just like daenerys it's happening way over there it's bringing nothing yeah, yeah. and what's uh, about, except but, for oh she comes you know sam comes and sees her for about two seconds and doesn't realize it well yeah so you have like that, a sort that of, well is, and is that gonna happen because uh, yeah, yeah. That, that now we're getting into is, even more time divergences because yeah. They just finished the battle at the wall. Theoretically, next season, Sam is not is only just going to be getting to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but Arya is well along in her training yeah. at the point that they have that yep. encounter. So I mean, it can happen, you know, how they run things around. But I mean, the, her, her character development over there is very interesting to me just personally because she's my favorite. And through all the, the the attempts to make her faceless, she's still holding on to her Stark, yep. even though they're telling her she can't succeed unless she gives that up. So she's still holding that little kernel of revenge inside herself. But again, in terms of that character, I think it's really awesome. But overall add to the storyline? No, because it's just more stuff over there. <laughs> See, and I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the Dorn stuff. Oh yeah! Well, oh yeah! Because we're gonna be we're gonna be visiting Dorne this next season. Yeah, oh, they've the already started snakes. to cast the flashback people for uh, Cersei, and then some of the Sand Snakes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a whole another divergence that we're gonna try to get into in like ten episodes. Well, and I have a feeling they might spend quite a bit on that because I mean, the book spent little bits here and there, but I, I have a feeling they might fill some to sort of let George catch up a little bit. Given the moment of time and money they're spending on getting all the actors and a whole sets and stuff like that, I have a feeling. But what they're doing with the bit. flashback and casting so many, and not just like one one of the women, or you know, the bastard mm-hmm. daughter, or or the the trueborn, and and what's his name, the the prince. They've like cast all of them that uh-huh. were mentioned. So I think yeah, most of it's going to happen down there because the key points that they should be revi- be visiting in the next season are the funeral. And by what they've cast, maybe start hinting at the Inquisition and then everything that happens in Dorne with uh, Marcella. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that to visit Dorne, that, yeah, you're right. That has to be kind of a main focus. So, again, the question remains, then how much time do you give to, to Danny? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's just well, all especially since timing wise from the books. OK, keeping aside, setting aside my personal feeling that her story is useless, he adds an entire character simply for the point of killing him. Mm. He adds an entire layer of useless to her story. The The Dornish prince, what's his name, the Griffin or whatever, mm-hmm. that went over there, fought and died and achieved... He was supposed to go over there and get married. Spo- spoilers. spoilers. We were talking about it. We said there would be spoilers. Yeah. We said there would be spo- spoilers the from the... The show this, this, this season. Point. Sorry. And maybe speculate on what we were going to say for next season. Yeah, we were looking I'm forward speculating to that You're speculating. Now nobody by, has to read any books yeah, or watch any just, more uh, of the show. No, because that's not true. Because some of the stuff he's talking about, I've read the books and I don't remember. <laughs> what? Because it's been so long. About. It's like Inquisition? I don't remember that. What funeral? Oh, come on. <laughs> what? I am... 
I well, mean, remember the the the, the Septa dude went and got permission from Cersei to start carrying weapons again. Yeah, and the, then they the, arrested what, her. Yeah. What, oh, are they, that, what are they called? Yeah. The, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, we haven't even seen that that yet. What yeah, is, what is that? What is that group called? I don't remember. It's like a bird or something, right? There's like yeah. the, the brown robin. No, not red or, robin. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> something Hi, like that. Though. I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like we're getting way ahead, anyways. Sparrows. Just... I feel like there were sparrows. Yeah, brown sparrows or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could be. <laughs> I'm just go gonna go that. with red let's robin, go with that because yeah. I want fries. <laughs> um, <laughs> Their friends. So I feel like we're getting ahead anyway because we're talking about what we expect to see next year. <laughs> yeah, we, we completely well, I think are. that's well. I think that's kind of a sign of what personally I think this was one of the strongest season finales, or probably the strongest, because it did such a good job of of kind of tying things off without putting an ending on it. They they freed Arya from the Hound and they freed well Jon Snow and the Wall. Stannis came in and helped clean up the battle there and put that all to rest. And uh, Tyrion was freed and all these people are kind of set loose and ready to move on to a, ne- a new phase of the story. So I, I don't know. I think this was a really good, as a season finale, I think this this one was probably the most well done in terms of story weaving. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> Boy, I almost knew that was coming. Actually, I agree with you for all of those reasons. It was. Do you have an AED? It was an excellent. It was an excellent end of chapter. Yep. For for all the characters, you've got Tyrion who kills his dad on the shitter. You've got John that has. I think for Ep Nine, so a very well done Battle of the Wall. Yeah, the Battle of the Wall lasted like a week, but okay, so they they truncate all that into one day, you know, or one night, which but is it, the episode that so many people have an issue with. I didn't. I didn't at all because it covered all the basic points of the battle only in one night instead of over the course of three or four days, however long yeah. it really took. Uh, the, the I was expecting the issue, a three day battle. Yeah. The big issue that everybody keeps having is because it was focused on that one thing, that entire episode. And I have no issue with that. I thought it was a well done episode. And I think it, I don't think it needed to be like, and now let's go see what Danny's doing. You know, that kind oh, of God, stuff. Oh, God, no. So uh, <laughs> I, for that aspect, I mean, and I've actually had people, you know, people that talk to me about this as they as they watch it and stuff because they pull me aside in chats and whatnot and, and want to know what happened in the books versus this. But I've actually had you like, that was, that sucked. That was the worst episode ever. It's like, no, it wasn't. I, I don't know what you watched, but it wasn't what I watched because it that covered was all the key. Very points. well done. Episode. It covered good action. I mean, as far as a straight up action up went, mm-hmm. that went really good. There was big arrows and little arrows and little dudes killing girls and big dudes, you know, breaking through walls yep. and everything. It was action packed. It covered all the important points of the book. It got John to where he needed to be. That was my concern going in, you know, like Ep 8, he's, they still hadn't had the election. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, we're just going to kill everybody off one at a time and then you're in <laughs> command. Okay. Pretty much. Well, that works just yeah. as well. You know, in terms of Daenerys, she realizes she's losing controls over dragons because one flew away. So she locks up the other two. And while I have no particular emotional bond with her and I don't feel the empathy that I know I'm supposed to feel, I understand from the book standpoint that is supposed to be, a you know, a, an emotional moment for her. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care about her, so I don't care about the dragons either. Um, you know, but there was just it was a great chapter end for all the stories going on when i think going back second for the battle 
I actually really enjoyed it for the action. I mean, there's a sequence in there. They did a 360 camera view of what was going on inside the castle that I was, it's up there with any action movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, just when you sit back and go, God, that took a lot to get that 360 turn. And I was really impressed with that, but just everything really tied up. Even in that battle, you had the conclusion of the Ygritte and John. It was a sad little thing. Um, But John started building up his own character to take that leadership role. And he was on the top of the wall and you know, you have, what is it, Janos, who is supposed to be in control up there, and he's like, go away. <laughs> you guys do this. You stay up here. You go take the the tunnel. And I thought that was really well done because it really puts him in a position of leadership in the future that it makes sense. And I thought Egret got a better end in the TV show than the Oh, books. completely. Definitely. But I think from it was even the, the Dick Lord Commander guy even had a nice little speech that was nice before he... And I'm assuming he died because he was still screaming when he was going off camera. But I'm like... <laughs> I don't know if he's going to live. I mean, what happened there? But I thought overall, the only downside of that, I thought, was how they concluded with John. I thought they blew up the tunnel eventually in the books. No. See, that's the the The, big difference. The giants in the books were much bigger because the giant did charge the tunnel. But in the books, it was described as he broke the gate but died. And then he was so big, he clogged the gate with his body. Well, and I think you and I had talked about this, but on the other end, on the other side, on the uh, Westeros side of the wall, they had the stairs and stuff. They, yes. they trashed that, and they were up above yeah. shooting down. They were trying to make sure that they weren't coming up to get them. So they that is kind of I think what you were okay. thinking of. They did kind of blow that to make sure they weren't followed up the wall, and they tried to use their height advantage. Uh, and you know, and we talked about how they had also made like straw dummies to make it look yeah. like there were more people than there were stuff like that, uh, that we didn't quite see in, in the actual show. But yeah, the way it was done, I think was really well done. That scythe was awesome. <laughs> um, release the hook. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm really all that thrilled about how they had Jon Snow go out into the, off by himself kind of thing for the parley without yeah. ghost, mind you. That bothered me. That I mean, that was not in the books, <laughs> and that was just really odd to me when it when it first kind of came about. But it ended up it did serve because it, it served. Well, as they an needed okay. the the dramatic involvement of the characters because in the books it was just wow, and then Stannis is there with right. his army. Yeah, this added a dramatic level. Right. We we got him trying to figure out what he was going to kind of do, and, and if he was just going to go ahead and 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 try to kill him off and consequences be damned about what happens after that and then stannis kind of comes in and takes that decision away from him in a way so i mean it, yeah it did help there but when it when they first talked about it because that's that's where that battle app ended it was like i'm going by myself mm-hmm. and was, as soon as that happened i was just like come on it, it bothered me at first but then as they used it it wasn't too bad and yeah i i liked it it is like you said it's a little bit easier the other thing too it, i guarantee they did it because we've seen other battles where they've done this because of this the budget yep oh it was an easy way for them to bring stannis and his army into it without trying to pay for showing like, all the horses come up the yeah, court. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was definitely a, a well done we're on a tv budget but we still got to get this in 
kind of aspect. So in the end, I did enjoy it. But when they ended that episode, that was the one piece of the episode that kind of bothered me was like, and I'm off by myself, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of open the gate. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That, but that I part think, of it. But going back to what you guys were saying about the season ending, I think that this is one of the better ones. I liked how they tied up loose ends, but at the same time unraveled others to make it go, okay, now I can't wait for next year. I can't wait. Where is Arya going? What is she doing? And I have to say, that battle between Brienne and the Hound. That was awesome. I yeah. was so happy with that. I mean, it never happened in the book, but even when it was happening, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that was <laughs> and all predicated by Pod. If Pod hadn't have been there, you know, it goes a whole different way. But then Pod shows up, hey, that's, uh, that's a Clegane. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and it was it was it was fun to watch from that aspect because Megan was sitting over on the couch just going, "This never happened in the books. I don't even know how they're going to do this." She was just like so excited because she's like had no idea what was going to like. Are they going? Who's going to die? You know? It was can't kill Brienne. Exactly. You can't kill Arya. But none of this is how the Hound died. Exactly. What well, makes no sense? But well, I was just so happy because I like Brienne a lot. Brienne's up there with Arya as my favorite character in the book, and I thought that went really well. I loved that Arya wasn't suddenly. I mean, I think her growth in character, showing that she's becoming very independent, is when here's somebody sitting there going, "I promised your mom I'm going to take you." You know, two seasons ago, she'd been like, "Yes, please take me. You're a knight. You have a fancy sword that's named," and to now go. Uh, screw you. <laughs> I'm, I'm by myself. I'm, I sort of dictate my own path. Not I just independence, was... but cold. Yeah. She has embraced Valor Margulis. She knows she wants to go be an assassin. Yeah. Going right up to, what was it? The first or the second app, the bar fight. And then talking about with the hound all season about killing yeah. and practicing killing and how to kill people with your flimsy sword. And, you know, <laughs> he died because yeah. he had a wooden sword and no armor. You yeah. know, that's, she got very cold this season. And as she has grown, uh, like physically, as the actress has yeah. grown, it, it fit really well with her character. Well, and I think even it, the scene that really just stuck in my mind throughout the whole season is when Hound and her arrive at the, 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 bloody, the, gate. the, the yeah. bloody gate and they tell her, you know, well, you're on stead and she laughs and it's like, Yes. I mean, just that's so perfect for her because it's like, are you effing kidding me? It's like, of course, that, of course she's dead. That just is my life. And I yeah, love that's my that. favorite scene. That's like uh, 30 seconds, but it's my favorite it scene is. of the season. What I just, I love even the interaction between the hound looking at her at the end. It's like, wow, she's, <laughs> she's really gone. And Although it, it, it also does make me question what the costumers are doing because that guard is wearing like, a trench coat with some sort of climbing harness around his legs and up his shoulders. Oh. And he's looking very uncomfortable. I'm like, that's just a strange costume. Wow. You, you really looked at that costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, cause they cut back to him when the lab oh. died three days ago as he's getting progressively uncomfortable. And then she starts laughing and then they cut back to him again. And he's like, somewhere else oh, <laughs> with my, my uncomfortable clothing <laughs> no i i just i really enjoyed i mean i liked the hound and aria together in the books and i liked them on the show i thought that was really nice i think they did a really excellent job there and i loved brienne and pods they the, i liked the little partnerships this year and i liked them in the books my only downside of brienne and pod was the timing 
because I was that threw me off right away because it's like they released Brienne, Jamie released Brienne, and it's like, wait, how are you releasing her now? That doesn't happen until way after Tyrion because she's in jail in the books with Tyrion. Well, yeah, but they bypassed the whole most of the journey back though from the bear pit to yeah, to right. that to get her get him there for the funeral for the wedding. But I think yeah, it, they bypassed a lot of that, so that's. But I think that sort of missed the point for Brienne because Brienne gets imprisoned right away. For what she did. Well, yeah, and it's like, and she never got imprisoned. It was like, oh, Cersei just looked at her like yeah, competition. Tried, they, but the, the downside of bypassing the journey home was the budding redemptive romance isn't there. Yeah. The sword doesn't mean anything. The sword doesn't mean as much. Oathkeeper doesn't mean as much now because they haven't had that time to bond. You don't really see where Jamie has learned his lessons. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we, we talked about it on the main podcast too. They actually made Jamie take a huge step back. Yeah. And, and try to, you know, re-redeem himself again with that whole, uh, sept scene, even though it is something that pretty much happened in the books. It just, the way it came off in the show, most people, don't equate it to the same way it happened in the books. It was not and, much right. more consensual in the books. It was, it had started before, but before consent. Again, like we talked about too, there. is it was a whole different time. Yeah. I mean, he, he came back at that point where in the show he's been around. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of changed with that, but it, the show really takes you. All right. I hate Jamie again. I don't want, I, I hate this character. I don't want anything to do with it. And, and now he, he's got to try to win you back. So giving over the sword and all this stuff doesn't maybe mean as much. Like I said, plus we don't get to see the two of them kind of, you know, having that grudging relationship on the way back and, and whatnot. So yeah. Well, you, you miss out Brienne constantly poking at him saying, you know, you're a knight. Mm-hmm. It's all about your oath. It doesn't, you know, you're, and that's what you're missing. It's Jamie sort of reigniting what it means to be a knight, what it means to keep an oath. And I think that's what I'm missing. And I just, well, I think you're also, you kind of miss that where it, it takes her a while to come back around sort of what you're saying, but she also constantly makes sure to call him Kingslayer and Oathbreaker and stuff like that. That's to the point where that's where the sword gets its name mm-hmm. eventually when it gets passed yeah. over. So yeah, you miss a lot of that between the two of them. One thing I'm going to ask you guys about since we were talking about it, and and one of the things I know some people did not like was how Arya left the Hound instead of killing him as he asked for. I don't have a problem. I think it, and and that's actually how it happened in the books. I was going to say that's straight out of the books, and I liked it at that point too because I think she, in a way, I think it was almost hey, telling him you're no longer on my list because if you he was on her list forever. I mean, Mm -hmm. every night. He, she said, I'm going to kill these people. And the hound was always the last one. And now she's like, it was almost like a, I always thought like it was a begrudgingly respect, even though, I mean, obviously you're leaving him in lots of pain, but it was. Well, I, I took that in the books to be in the, t- strictly from the TV show point of view. This is going back to the independence. Nobody tells me what to do anymore. Yep. Kill me, girl. Oh, kill you. No, I'll walk away. <laughs> but in the books, that was her first kill of the person on the list. She could have finished him off yep. or she could have left him to die. Uh, she chose to leave him to die. And I, I just took that to be the first kill. Okay. Yeah, see, in the show, I just get the kind of what Jordan had talked about earlier is her adventure, her her journey into being cold. I mean, she takes the money, just kind of keeps looking at him, doesn't say anything, swipes his coins like he did to the farmer, the farmer or whatever dude. it yeah. was. 
And, you know, now she's got the bag and now he's trying everything he can think of. I've pleaded with you. I've begged you. Uh, I've, Once I've, I was the student, now I am yeah. the master. You know, and <laughs> tried to get her angry, tried everything he could think of. I mean, he hit every stage of some kind of way to get her to kill him. And she just kind of sat there silently, had the coins and, and walked off. And, you know, this is where we see where she gets the horse and, and goes to start her journey across the sea. So uh, I just kind of see it as, I don't know if it was respect or anything like that. I think it was just your usefulness to me is kind of done at this point. And that, that's where I kind of take it. I don't, you know, I, I kind of agree a little bit that about her maybe taking him off her list because when she, when he taunted her about the death of her friend that he had killed and, and she still didn't, I thought, you know, if she's going to react to anything and finishing him off, finish him off, it would be because of that statement because her friend, yeah, her friend's death was so painful to her. But then when she just walks away, I can see what you're saying, Jeff, about her just being cold and, and, but I also think it's more about the freedom where she's just, it, that's just her old life. He's part of all that stuff that happened before and she's ready to move on to her new journey. But her list is always going to be important to her because she carries that with her. And that's one of the things she has a hard time letting go of after she gets to where she's going. So I don't know the, the fact that she doesn't take the opportunity to cross him off her list. I do kind of think that is telling. So I don't know. I guess I'm ambivalent about yeah. it. I think, but I like that it leave, leaves it that way. Right. You know, you don't want every little thing tied up and answered. I do like the fact that one of the things we got out of it was we don't get an answer for her and, and how her feeling is and why she didn't. I mean, like I said, you can kind of take it either way. But what we do kind of get with the fight with Brienne and, and this part obviously was not in the books, but we get to see the hound make that transition. He's like, yeah. I'm protecting her. Mm-hmm. And so he just verbally commits to she's under my protection. I, I'm not, you know, I, I, I've won under the premise that I'm trying to get paid and I've tried to in the reality. And we've even in the books, this is kind of like a conflict with the hound all the way from Sansa in King's Landing to coming with Arya. It's, uh, you know, him fighting his own nature because he's been with the Lannister so long and he's been kind of a bastard so long, but he's always had that, just that, that thread thin bare decency to mm-hmm. him because yep. of his brother and, and that stuff. And this is him just going, you know what? No, I am here. I am her protector. Yeah. If you want her, you got to come through me kind of thing, which was kind of cool to, to see that in the show where we don't really get to, I mean, we, we, we know it because they're still together and all that stuff, but we don't get that confirmation in the books as much. Well, and I think that goes with almost a, one of the sort of underlying themes throughout even the books is the, even the most unredeeming characters seem to have redeeming <laughs> traits. I mean, it starts mm-hmm. with Jamie, but even the Hound, I mean, he's a, quite a, a horrific person from the beginning. But to have him come around and say something like, no, she's under my protection or things that she he's even teaching Aria, the, the coldness of the world, and this is how things actually are. I think this is the one thing that bothered me about the books. Like, I hated Jamie. I hated him <laughs> for what he did to Bran. But even now at the very end, it's like, oh, my God, Jamie's in trouble. <laughs> I mean, but I think I, I think that goes back to it, though. It's like, here's Hound. It's like somebody who we should really hate. I mean, he's not the mountain, but it's still I, I, I still am hoping that the hound found some treatment, that some maester came upon him <laughs> and treated him or reanimated him. Kyburn got both of the <laughs> <Exactly>. Clegane brothers. <laughs> I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but 
Well, just, you mentioned Bran, and that takes us back to characters that have no value. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about this on the podcast. Would it matter until he does something in the books if he just doesn't show up next season? Or maybe they just have one app dedicated to him and his dreaming tree, <laughs> two or three hundred pages where he starts to learn about his connection to the world. Because that's all they've done. They've got him to the tree in the books and he's learning his powers. I, I think the only thing that will come into play, and I don't know if it'll be this next season, would be is once he starts doing the dreaming tree and starts going back in time and seeing things, mm-hmm. if they won't bring up the John's history. Yeah. If John becomes a bigger character to go, oh, wait, by the way, John might be a Targaryen. I think that might come through Bran. And that'd be the only way that comes through to the storyline. I mean, at least it makes the most sense because otherwise, why even? I, don't, I mean, I yeah, there's nobody else left around to tell that story exactly. Or, or they'll, I mean, they could probably find some old guy who uh, somehow tells the story. <laughs> well, they the still have but, Targaryen kicking around the wall. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's right. old enough to know yeah. something. Yeah, they well, they haven't true. put him on a ship. Yeah, and, and we don't know if that part is going to happen or not. Yeah. No, but I think, I, I think Bran, I think it, to give some more filler or some more history, I think he's the character. And I think I liked how Germ does it in the books is that you <laughs> really learn. It is a thing Thanks. now. Um, but I, I, I really liked how that you get a lot of the history and the sort of the prequels of what, what led us to where we were at with the Starks and the Targaryens and all that. Mm. But I think, uh, Brand's one, Brand's the character that one of the most irritating things, and I know Jeff knows exactly where I'm probably going with this, is when Bran is 10 feet away from John at that battle oh, at yes. Craster's. Hey! You couldn't just say, hey, how's it going, brother? No, we have to run away. I mean, you have all this separation and not to have that. It, it was so close that that just bothered me. So I. But you uh, see, you, no matter how frustrating that was, and I was frustrated too, I was frustrated because we knew that never happened, because mm-hmm. then John would know that his brothers weren't dead. And that is what Theon hung his hat on for mm-hmm. so long. And then what Bolton worked out of him eventually was that there was still heirs to Winterfell beyond the daughters. Well, and that's where I'm wondering now that even going back to it's the Stark children coming alive or whatever is Brienne. Now that she's learned Arya's sort of, I've seen Arya. She's gotten away. Is, the, is she going to come up to somebody now who says, Oh no, Brandon and Rickon are still alive. And then that diverts her path to go find Rickon. And I don't, I mean, I don't well, know. Well, her, her core mission is still the girls. Sansa. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and she was still you mean Maleficent. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> When she came out in that dress, it was like, wow, somebody just saw Angelina Jolie. <laughs> well, I kind of looked at that and went, where's the riding crop? Um, but, well, in terms of characters that I, well, are still mostly useless, she have, the, the actress has improved Sansa for me oh. this season, whatever her name is, Turner. Yep. As, well, you talk about spoilers that, as far as I know, were not addressed in the books. Okay, so Littlefinger and Crazy Woman plotted to kill John Aaron. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's been revealed in no, the books yet. No, no. So, I mean, that was out of left field. And I'd like to see if that actually does show up in the book I, or if that's just a plot contrivance for the TV show. No, I thought Lysa talked about poisoning John. Because I remember that. That wasn't a shocker to me when, on, when we were watching the show. So it must have been in the back of my mind somewhere. That's one of the things for yeah. which I have absolutely no recollection of. Yeah, I I don't remember it coming out like that. I mean, I I don't remember that. 
I don't remember. I remember him playing on the forbidden love Mm -hmm. uh, of because she was married and because she was Cat's sister and all that stuff and him having to not be open with her the way he wanted to. But I don't recall ever a discussion of poisoning John. I don't think she admitted it, but I I thought it came out in maybe some other point of view character that it was her. That I, I guess know. I to me it was like I knew that so I don't know why I, I would I'd have to that. go hit a song of fire and ice wiki to to confirm yeah. that but yeah. well I'm rereading the books now so but back <laughs> to Sophie down. Turner that's her name yeah. she became not exactly useful but it's more clear in the TV show than it was in the books because he started this in the books turning her into she finger yep but then just <laughs> left her there. And stop the progression and then just went all over the place. In this book, in this season, the actress has shown that the character is starting to learn how little finger works. She's starting to use emotions beyond. And she's starting to, the character, the actress is making the character emote a lot more and seem a lot more clever than she is in the books. Well, yeah, in, in the book, she's still pretty much kind of learning from Littlefinger and stuff mm-hmm. and, and taking direction from him. What we got in the show is she surprised Littlefinger. Yeah. yeah. Well, so with the she, very ambiguous, I know what you want. Yeah. So she knows there's multiple levels going on there. She, yeah, she, well, and even then be, dressed even before, for success at the, right. the very next scene. But even before that, when she was talking to the three leaders. Yes. And I mean, Littlefinger was like on edge. Yeah. He, he didn't know which way she yeah. was going. And so that would have never happened in the books at, at this point. Cause she was still, what do you want me to, you know, well, that what, whole what, trial went trying to a learn. whole different way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, we talked about that too. There, there, there's no, there's no, uh, bard or any of that other crap that, that got framed for the murder. <laughs> right. All of that is gone. But yeah, in the books, she's still very much, I, I don't quite get it. Uh, until towards the end of the the current books, she's more solid in yeah. Littlefinger's tutelage. But here, she's she's. I mean, Littlefinger's like, uh, crap. Well, I think. Well, then they sort of in the book. She's she starts to use some of it to control Robin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's where she starts learning what how much benefit she gets from manipulation right. of him. And I think that's where it's like it's such a day and night in the show. It was like, oh, I learned, and now I'm an expert at it versus this gradual thing in the books. But I have to say when she slapped that little shit, I was happy <laughs> as a lark. It was like, I know that wasn't in the books, but it, Oh, I think everybody, no, there no were, it, it wasn't yeah. exactly was that it? scene, but okay. there was it happened, at yeah. least yeah. one or two slaps she in did. the book. Cause yeah. he kept having to complain about going to the other Lords. He would kept whining about going to the Lords or going to the little finger or whatever about how she was treating him. And yeah. little, little finger would be like, no, no, he needs the discipline. Oh, and that's like one thing as much as little fingers just drives me nuts. He's been correct on. It's like, you know, that kid needs to get out and live a little, little But you, bit. I mean, learn to ride a horse, boy. Drink milk out of a glass. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Sansa's evolution in the show makes a lot of sense, though, too, don't oh. you think? I mean, because really it starts before she's involved with Littlefinger because Cersei is messing with her all the yeah. time, but at the same time trying to, she's screwing with her, but also trying to be motherly. It's it's Cersei's version of family, right? Well, yeah. that's what you didn't get in the Blackwater right. battle uh, that on TV that was in the book. Cersei was teaching her mm-hmm. her life lessons yeah. on the assumption that they were all about to die, die. anyway. Yeah. And you could tell that that 
that never happened because up until the point Littlefinger got in, got a hold of her and got her out of, she was still just kind of running around all woe be tied, the world sucks, and I don't know what to do. Well, and I think even from an if you step back even further, which is not just Cersei that she's watching this ma- other manipulation, but it's even the um oh um ah uh, Marjorie, thank you, Marjorie and her grandmother. Yeah. And really seeing, well, you know, they're all sweet with honey and words, but look at what they've done. I mean, there is. The rose has thorns. Yeah. And I think that was a huge part, too. It's like she sat back and watched all this manipulation stuff that's going along at the court and see what that happened. I mean, that ended with Joffrey's death, which, yay. But I think (laughs) Sansa was like, wait, words have power. You know, manipulations have power. Lies have a lot of power. Well, that there's another scene that was not addressed in the books in the books it's very ambiguous who poisoned him mm-hmm. oh. um but in this one like everybody steps up and says, no i did that oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well this kind of goes back to well who wouldn't want to take credit for killing that <laughs> kid man say. it, it, it kind of yeah. goes back i didn't i'm the one person one that person is saying that no <laughs> But it kind of goes back to the season where Littlefinger was. Littlefinger now is more like Littlefinger from the books. But remember, early on in the first few seasons, it was like I know everything and I control everything and I'll say stuff to Cersei's face and you know, yeah. oh crap, the guards and I have a teleporter. guards can hear me. I can get yeah, and the teleporter. In the continent. So yeah, Westeros <laughs> is very small for Littlefinger. <laughs> so this is like. It's dumbed down for our audience. Is that what we're doing? Because it is very much, well, you know, that necklace you had. Let me tell you, element, elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> you know, that it was all very spelled out for well, for everyone. Well, uh, the fact that the grandma was totally like, yeah, yeah I did it to Marjorie. And I'm like, that never happened because she never took credit for that in the books. Right. It was, yeah, you and, learn and, that it was likely the grandmother who did it, but it was like, that but yeah, just, but no matter implied. what the plot was, it, there was he still hasn't provided a solid yes. It was this person in the books, which well, except for isn't she the one who gives the necklace to Sansa? Yeah, so but, I think that was more like I think it was Sansa going. Who else would have done it? I mean, it was very much. And then she, but even like even Diana Reg when she was looking at her necklace at the wedding, it was like, oh, let me straighten this out for you to make certain, and then pop. And, you know, there we go. Say lovey. Mm-hmm. Drink up. But I think, and by the way, side note, Joffrey's death. Holy awesome. Hell. Awesome. But visually, that was. Just, well, that's what I meant. It yeah. Disturbing. Crazy. It was like <laughs> that between the acting, the makeup, whatever they the did. Froth, I, the eyes. Was great deaths. Joffrey's death. And then what's his name? The guy who did the duel for Tyrion. Oh, Oberyn. Oh, Oberyn. 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 Yes. oh, I couldn't even Oberyn's watch. death. Oh, man, I, that was wicked. <laughs> there were some people I was talking to uh, who was like, I read the books and I wasn't expecting that. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting them to yeah, show that. Was, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. That, I mean, that was just some kudos to the producers yeah. and the art directors and whoever, because that was just some amazing, amazing yeah. stuff happening. Yeah, Joffrey but, had some awesome makeup going Yeah, and That I, was good. And I just, that was, and I... It, go, it goes back to there was a whole lot of crap that happened this season. I mean, to go, that happened. And then all of a sudden you have the rise of Tommen, who I loved how that, I mean, I really did like how they took care of it, like try to tra- change him into more of a kink material and how they're trying to teach him the lessons. And as much as. And how he's like 10, 12 years older than yeah, he is yeah. in the books. Right. Well, I think they had to do that for Marjorie to even be able to wink at him appropriately. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, 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 the fun, funny for me difference between the book and Marjorie in the book. It's like, 
who are we going to pass you along to now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the TV show, she's much more oh, I, oh, I will be queen. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, I will be queen. I don't care how many people you kill. <laughs> exactly. I will get there. Yeah. No, and I, I so I thought that that was interesting. The the rise of Tom and and why am I right? Lannister, the dad. Tywin. 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 Yeah, that that little speech at the sept when he's uh when they're over Joffrey's yep. body and he's talking about duty and responsibility yep. and what makes a good king. Yeah. It comes back to being a good king is listening to Tywin. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and how and how your dead brother right in front of us is an was an ass. So yes. Don't be him. Yeah. yeah. With, again, that he goes was back, not well loved. Yeah. Again, it, it goes back to my whole Cersei trying to be motherly, but in that Lannister fashion. Because yep. I mean, that was. I mean, I have lessons for you, grandson. Don't be an ass like your dead brother right in front of us. Hey, shut up! I'm trying to teach your son how to be a king. <laughs> Everything that later. you missed, I have to remediate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just and, and that was a great scene. I mean, there there have been some really excellent scenes. That oh. going back to the duel, that was just amazing in general. I mean, there was a lot of a flash and pan, but when he gets to the point, and we all knew it was coming from reading the books, but the way he played out the confess, you know, and just how much emotion he put kind of behind that before he would actually like kill off the mountain and eventually cost his own life because of well, it. that. That was the, the best part of him for the season because what they couldn't do for time constraints was give all, they gave a quick backstory. He hound raped and killed my, uh, I should say mountain raped and killed my sister and her kids. And it was at the order of, Tywin, and they just gave that. But in the books, they, he expands on that very much about yeah. his feelings for not just desi- justice, but revenge and revenge not just against the king, but the Lannisters specifically, and to get Tywin to admit it. So, but they had to gloss that over because they only had ten ups. But then for that scene where he stops and he starts to WWE at the crowd, <laughs> you know, yeah, that was really good. But I have to say, I mean that. Oberyn throughout the whole season, the acting from him was just amazing. So even when he was in that cell with Tyrion, yeah. again, we had some great scenes just each episode. And that one just sticks with me, too, is that whole speech with him about how he visited Castle Casterly Rock and how he saw Cersei like, you know, they were there to see the monster, maybe. Yeah. And then, I mean, that just was so much emotion there that you begin to really love Oberyn and so then you know when the battle's coming and if you've read the book you're like oh no not another character I really like (laughs) is going to go I have to say the duel was awesome I thought it was really well done I think they downplayed the poison aspect a little too much just because later on I think I mean they're gonna have to explain that I think next year when Kyburn yeah when they get to the next ep where Kyburn's working on him and he's Pycelle says he can't save him and Kyburn's like I got this. Yeah. I'll take him. Why? What are they saving him from? Exactly. They didn't indicate he was yeah. poisoned at the combat. Yeah. I mean, it, this isn't just a festering wound because of the night or the, you know, I, but. Well, and in the, in the books too, we get the, Kyburn takes him because Pycelle's still working on him, but he's like, he's in so much pain and yeah, agony just like, from the poison. Yeah. He's, he's screaming out all the time. And the Lannisters are like, do something about that. Will the idiot die or get better already? Kind of thing. And Kyburn's like, well, I can make sure one of those silence now, yeah. you know, and that's kind of when he comes in and takes them. So yeah, we, we 
didn't get all of that, which kind of talks about that. That's kind of where in the books it comes in, other than knowing that the, you know, the Red Viper is uh, the Red Viper for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It, it uses poison and has used it in the past and all that kind of stuff. But if that's you have a name like the Red Viper of Doran, you'd have to be a very good fighter. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. You? yeah. Well, he was. I mean, he was all over the place. I was really impressed. And I loved, I mean, I know that some people were like, it got a little too much Princess Bride, you know, Inigo Montoya when he kept repeating <laughs> it. But I really enjoyed that because it was like it, because not only because Oberon knew, I mean, I think he knew he needed to play up to the crowd. It's sort of like sending the ravens out initially from Stannis telling everybody that the kids are all bastard kids. It's, I need to get the word out on the street. It's like, it's the mountain that did this to my family. And who told you? The person who's sitting up in the fancy chair up there. And I think he's really playing to the crowds. And I, I think that has future impacts later on because of that. But I thought, like I said, that battle scene, I had, I could not watch that ending. When I saw his fingers going into the eyes, I looked away. <laughs> Thankfully, they replayed it later on and I watched it again. And that time I forced myself. It was like, I looked away too, but you could still hear it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was like, oh my God. But yeah, he was one Some of my favorites man. this year. All right. So we can't go too much longer. We can't, we definitely can't end whatever we're going to talk about without talking more about just Tyrion in general. Yes. <laughs> if he doesn't get the Emmy for TV for best performance by an actor for his trial by combat demand speech, I mean, well, everything, the entire season, just yeah. that speech, but the, the speech, how many speeches in his cell that he talked about, like even the, even the thing about the, idiot cousin i mean (laughs) i have to say there was a lot of good like i was really impressed with him but that trial was straight out of the book i thought it was really well done i thought you know i just i loved that i loved it all yeah the trial him him killing shay yep and, and how that came out and then you know confronting his his dad and just the entire way that was portrayed, the him going to to find his dad and and the the crossbow and the the loader just kind of dragging weighing him yeah. down and and just the slow walk and crawl and and then even when like he shoots Tywin and just just so slow and just you know to he knows what he's doing and, but he's not. He's accepted what he's got to do, but yeah. he's still torn by family. Yeah, it's not the heat yeah. of the moment kind yeah. of thing. So the one thing that we did get out of all of that that changed, though, was the Jamie Tyrion moment where, yeah, the confession yep. and the, so what happened in the actual, in the books was that Jamie admitted to him that his first wife, that Tyrion's first wife was not a whore, that his that father Jamie made that up. In the yeah. lie and, and, and then we get this moment between them and then Tyrion, I forget, what does he say? Oh, he's, he, he basically fake admits that he killed Joffrey to get back mm-hmm. at yep. Jamie when they mm-hmm. leave. So those two leave on really bad terms where, yeah they hug it out in the show. <laughs> and then that also kind of is the catalyst for Tyrion to go find Tywin, uh, that whole exchange. So we missed all of that piece, but I don't think it was, I'm fine with it. I was a little weird at the, okay, they're hugging it. I, I, I did miss the confrontation between them. I think that was kind of required to offset the rape. Well, because no, if I you had know. him rape his I... sister and then admit <laughs> that he killed his first wife, that that really 
puts let Jamie down a couple know. levels I, on redemption. I disagree. I think it would have helped his redemption coming clean about that and showing his regret over something like that. Yeah. But I think um, but that goes back to, I think, our earlier conversation is his progression to redemption isn't mm-hmm. quite as far as the timeline is in the books versus the show because i think the show still has a long way to go yet with jamie's redemption especially now after the sept and i think if they would have brought that up i think it would have had the the uh, the, re- the opposite intention than it did in the book because in the book i think mm-hmm. you're right on i mean that's where he was at where he was like almost in the confession stage mm-hmm. of i have this problem now i have to say i'm sorry i am jamie exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know i killed i'm an people. asshole <laughs> i mean I, I, but i think that's where it's at because i think i did miss the the confession though about the first wife i really mm-hmm. did i think that really really set off Tyrion into killing his dad more than even just hey you're bedded shay I think it was just that additional. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, for sure but that the was killing of Shay, you talk about a strong scene and how Tyrion had all, all the strong scenes all season long. Yeah. The killing of Shay, that was that was pretty, pretty harsh. It yeah. was harsh, but, you <laughs> but know, I, I think it was, I mean, here, what was it like the first episode or two episodes where he was telling her, leave? Yes. It, mm-hmm. I mean, please, God, leave. I love you. Leave. And she didn't. And part of me goes, she had her own agenda as well. And it wasn't just to love Tyrion. It was to rise above. I mean, the fact that she betted Tywin, I'm sorry, but that she knew better. I think Tyrion they, they really sent a, a, a mixed message with her in the, in the show. In the books, it's pretty obvious where she's coming from. In the show, they kind of played up, I think, the scorned lover part a little too much. Yeah, you're right. And I think in the books, it was, no, money. I'm, yeah. I am a whore after all. This is my profession. I get paid, uh, and I'm going to go with wherever the money is. Where in the show, I mean, she was offered money and to be set up and, you know, she could go and do whatever she wanted to have a nice setup, have some cash to go along with it. And she was either trying to play out for the long haul, but the way they presented it was, if you think that's what I want, you're crazy. I'm, and then to become like the scorned lover. Yeah. Well, on the subject of money. It's not in the books that the Lannisters are bankrupt, is it? Yes. Yes. It oh, yeah. They talk about the Iron Bank quite yeah. a bit. Well, I, that's I the Iron Bank and, and well, the kingdom's requirement, yeah, 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 yeah. but not right. the Lannisters the, the personally. The kingdom is bankrupt. Right. But the it, the, the kingdom is bankrupt. Uh-huh. But in, in this season, the uh, Tywin's talking about how their gold mines are run dry. Yeah, I okay. don't remember yeah. that specifically, yeah, but I, I just, think you're right. I know money is a big thing in the books, the economics of mm-hmm. Westeros and which actually it's interesting from a historical aspect. It's yeah, if you're going to fight a war, they're expensive. And I did like the scene where they Stannis and Davos traveled to the Iron Bank and got to see Mycroft. I don't that's not his name, but that's who he is to me. Um, but it's, I like that because I think that sets up one, it sets up Bravos mm-hmm. for uh, Arya, but I think it just sets up the, the realities of there's even other, there's other powers to play here. Yes. And I, I, I enjoyed that. And I, but that was that scene though between Tywin and Cersei when Cersei all of a sudden was, Oh, by the way, I love my brother and the kids are our kids. And I'm like, that didn't happen in the books. She never went and confessed anything to daddy. No. And so. I, I mean, I and I don't know if that meant to be we're f- supposed to start to feel sorry for Cersei because well, you know, that's not going to happen. I 
Well, and it could very well be because if they do go for the Inquisition side, uh, they may want you kind of feeling for Cersei, right? Because again, unredeemable people have redeemable characters right. so, and traits. Well, I took that to be just the groundwork. She admits it to essentially everybody important in her life. She she goes to Jamie and says, "I don't care. I'll tell Dad." Yeah. So then there's. Even though there was no ambiguity because the audience knew whether we watched it or read it, now even she can no longer, uh, you know, dissemble. So when the Inquisition starts, we know. I think that might have been just the groundwork for that. <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 go. No, Come on. No, I, I have Cersei is Cersei, and she will always find a way. She's, I, well, the last book argues that. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, because now you're dealing with religious fanatics. And (laughs) no, I, oh, and and the sept scene, I'm sorry, but I know there's a lot of controversy about that scene. And I don't know if it's because I read the book and I totally did not read that in the book. (laughs) Whose point of view is it? Is it hers or Jamie's? When they, Mm, I don't remember in the book. I I don't remember. I, because they're both point of view characters. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Because I don't, I never took it to be that way. And even in the show, I don't, I mean, it was like a little uncomfortable, but I, I just, it was not, I mean, bad timing. You don't do that right there in the steps with your dead son. But I just, I did not see it as a rape. Now, is the dead son the law, the rule, the the line there? (laughs) Or or is it the church? (laughs) Or is it brother and sister? I mean, there are a lot of lines we need to understand. You made a very large gray area. So let's let's narrow that down. It was the no. (laughs) Or was it because it was a nooner? I mean, what's... And her, and I have other, to get back to her court. Son and her other and her dad just left. Um, <laughs> I, so many. Is it things. people outside that might hear? I can't do it while Joffrey has yeah. those freaky stones on his exactly. eyes. Exactly. Like he's looking at us. Still, the body's warm. Is all I'm saying. Can we can we turn all of the seven around? <laughs> <laughs> well, making me very uncomfortable right now. Not the crone. She's you know what? Seen it all. You know what? Leave the stranger. <laughs> Lord of my light is right. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, she kept saying no, no, no. And he kept going. And it's like, I didn't take that as my dad. I'm usually big on women's rights. And when women say no, it means no. But that I didn't take. Unless it as, you're Cersei. Well, I, I do think it <laughs> no. kind of goes back to what they were trying to do with Jamie and what they haven't done with Jamie so far, as far as his redemption and learning. They they've skipped all that stuff with Brienne. You know, in the yeah. traveling and the, uh, they've skipped the confession to Tyrion. The, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was that intentional on their part, but it certainly at least does fit. I think if I hadn't read the books, I wouldn't like Jamie all that much. When I did, you like I said, you have I, a thing for Nicholas. Walter. I did like well, New Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to, I mean, but in the books, I couldn't stand him either until uh, there's, until it, about third or fourth book in. When he started right, to actually go, when he was writing what he was supposed to write. The, the accomplishments. Oh, yeah. accomplishments. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. I think it was like, oh, crap. It's that moment. Like, I am a bastard. Well, even before then, in the books, I didn't I didn't dislike him because he was he was the the bubble Lannister. He knew he was the Oathbreaker in the Kingslayer and he didn't like it. But he also knew that he was in an untenable situation because he had to kill the crazy king because he was the only one who could. But he also had family duties 
and he was still in the King's Guard after that. He, he couldn't get away because he was the King's Guard, because he was the King's Slayer, and he was the Oathbreaker. And well, shit, there's, now there's another king I have to guard. But I think, <laughs> but it, even like when you learn though in the books, like okay, so he had to kill the Mad King, but you really learn well if he didn't kill them, the whole entire city would have been burned. Yeah. But then at the same time, the bastard threw Bran out a window because Bran saw Cersei and him together, and that's where I just sort of go. Is yeah, that- but. If Bran had died instead of just becoming a quad, he, you know, then it's, <laughs> does that make it be- less bastardly? I still think he threw him out the window for a very personal reason. Well, that was way back in first season. <laughs> I know, but. Can I just point out that you, you always gloss over the fact that he's screwing his sister. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, he's a bastard because he threw the kid out. He's a bastard. Well, there's that too, but. He had sex there's... in the sept with that woman that just yeah. happened to be related but, to but him. But they sort of put that, I mean, in the books, it was always okay. The Targaryens always <laughs> wedded their brothers and sisters. and Ah, that, not always, though. They well, make the, She makes the point that, because he, he, that was going to be his ploy, but he's, oh, we haven't done that for centuries. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what she came back with. Yeah, I know, but I. I Yes, it's horrible. Incest <laughs> is a bad thing, but at the same time. Yes, please go on record for that, <laughs> please. You. <laughs> 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 uh, we're uh, coming close to about an hour and a half of recording, so. Okay, so we got about an hour and a half left? Yeah, right, at right. least. Sure. <laughs> favorite and slash least favorite moments from the show? Go. Favorite is Arya's laughing. I think that's still <laughs> one of the greatest. Uh, least favorite. I'm going to have to say pretty much anything with Danny. No, just kidding. You're entitled. I, I won't know. be when I say that. So. Uh, it's Plus, now we have, you know, dogs hanging out with us. Yeah. That'd be a bad idea to wrap. I guess, obviously, I, I don't even remember, but that's probably why it's the least favorite. It would have to be something with Danny or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the stuff with Bran. I think the the and more of just an irritation. And I think it was probably good for the storyline, but him not at least saying, Hey brother, I'm heading North. See you later. <laughs> that would, I mean, any sort of connection. Cause I, I'm missing. And I miss that in the books too, is that not having any sort of connection with one another in the stars. Cause at the end of the day, they were sort of the central storyline or the central characters, I think. And the, everybody else is sort of tied around them, but that's just maybe my perspective of the book. Yeah, so you're wrong. I like, usually am. No. <laughs> no. Here's why you're wrong with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> By the way, next season, eight of the ten episodes will be about Rickon. <laughs> oh, goody. That's okay. Oh, but, oh, I know least favorite. Wolves. Where are all the wolves? In the books, that yeah. you sort of see them going along. You know, they have almost like a side story of mm-hmm. coming together. And- yeah, because at that point, Bran had like all the remaining wolves, didn't he? Well, no, snow. no, remember, but there, there's always talk of there's the wolf packs and, and, and that there, there's a big leader. And so they're, they, they're almost like, they're almost like the parallel of the sparrows. Yep. Yep. The, yep. the sparrows are kind of doing their thing and trying to, you know, do the politics, but the wolves are like just out there. It almost seems like targeted at times, like killing yeah. and stuff like that. So we we're, we don't have any of that because Bran I don't think has anybody with him. Well, he had at least two. No, Shaggy. no, he had, he, had, yeah, he had Shaggy yeah. and Summer. Right. But and Nymeria is out on her own, just like Nymeria. Arya, and I think Lady might still. Lady's dead. No, Lady's dead. She yeah, was the one that got killed at the wedding, wasn't she? Or no, the Lady's the one that the, no, the no, hound that, killed. That's, yeah, or Elon Payne, right? right? Killed, and then 
So Lady's dead, and then Rob's... See, see, but in the show, who does it? Who does what? Who does the killing? It's not Ellen. Of Lady? Yeah. It was uh, Joffrey's... Oh, wait. No, it was, it was Ned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. So is, are you saying Ned let her go? Potentially. <laughs> is that in the book too? No, I don't think, I don't know. I can't remember who did it in the book, but I don't, I don't know if we've gotten a hundred percent. Like we, we don't get the dead for sure. So okay. it's, what is it? I mean, the assumption is, is Nemeria. Yeah. Because I, she's out on her own. She got told to, to leave, run away, and she runs away. So the assumption is Lady is dead in the books and that Nemeria is the one that's the big leader yeah. of this wolf pack that's kind of going around killing people. Gray wind. I could not. Sorry. <laughs> it was bothering me. Rob's. Rob's. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Gray wind was the one at the wedding. Yeah. The, yeah. the red wedding. But I, I, and so I missed that. Cause I think especially, but that goes back to utilizing brand. Cause brand had a lot of his wolf dreams and that would explain like when, well, and John was having them quite a bit. That's too. right. He kind of started coming into his warg and that comes, that came into play on the wall. Yeah. Because he sent he sent snow uh ghost ghost out uh, or he, I don't know if he sent him out or he got separated mm-hmm. on the way back to the wall. I don't remember which one that was. Yeah, because the dog couldn't climb when he came back over the wall. So the ghost was out there just on its own a long time, and yeah, that's when he started having his word dreams too. Mm-hmm. One didn't even Arya. Isn't Arya the one who dreamt about Nymeria coming upon her mother? Yep, in the yeah. river. So yes. I mean, okay. Anyway, so that's my Sarah. Hmm. Uh, my least favorite was that the confession from Jamie didn't happen, but strictly because of the strength of the acting with Tyrion and Jamie, with both of those really strong actors, I just think that scene would have been really, really cool. That dialogue could have been just, it would have just blew people away. So I was sad that that didn't really happen. I understand, you know, that's for all the reasons we already talked about why it probably didn't, but that was, I think that would have been really neat to see. Uh, my favorite was probably when Arya was leaving to go get on the boat because it just kind of, you know, she went through a lot of crap, obviously, <laughs> and just that moment of freedom for her. She was away from the hound. She was away. She was getting away from all the people that have been after her. Going off to college. And, yeah. I mean, it was like, <laughs> oh, you know, Grad school. She gets to go. She gets to, to be freed um, to move on to the next part. And it was kind of like symbolic for me of the, the whole episode and the mm-hmm. season that all this stuff that was happening has now kind of not not at all resolved, but been able to move on to the next part. So that was probably my favorite scene. And also it's just kind of a cool Cool scene, camera-wise mm-hmm. and everything. So, All right. Jordan? Least favorite is anything to do with a Greyjoy. <laughs> oh, we um, didn't really talk about that at yeah. scene. Well, because he didn't need to. <laughs> there, he continues to be Reek. Yara Asha is still around. <laughs> yeah. The mic is right there, by the way. <laughs> but even though they give you that, they're, and it's timeline thing, they're stretching, they're leading up to things next season that still have no relevance in the book. But, on the off chance that they compress their timeline a little bit, maybe we'll we should get Manderly next season, and that will make Greyjoys useful for at least two or three apps. <laughs> but for this season, anything with the Greyjoy was just useless. Favorite scene, I think that's a t- tough one because there were a lot of good Tyrion and a, lot, and, a, and a lot of good Arya scenes. But I think I gotta go with uh, yeah, I think I could go to go with Sansa, kind of turning into a person right in the last. Second last and third last up. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. 
Took four seasons, but I finally said something nice about Sansa. Wow. <laughs> you know, the one thing, you kind of brought up the Greyjoys, and you know what we didn't get at all? The and Queen's moot. Thank you. Yeah. We did not it's, get any of that at all. And, and that ties into the two Bravos or not, Marines storylines that are going on because you got the whole long ships going there and then the griffin dude going there only one of which even has a resolution in the book so yeah there's yeah, and one eye and i'm hoping they just truncate that because in the books it serves no purpose other than to give her a fleet and they can just politic that as an aside oh and we signed a deal with you know to get our fleet if that's where it ends up going in the books too you know i'm just more looking forward to if they get to it next season Festivals at, at, at Winterfell and pies. <laughs> nice. Oh, let's see. Least favorite. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I do agree with you, Sarah. I really wish that. Never say that. Yay, finally. Do not enable her. Out. Thank you. <laughs> I do agree that that scene would have been really great to see. I do miss it. I, and I do think it still could have happened. And I missed it for the catalyst to send Tyrion off mm-hmm. to find Tywin and to already kind of put him in that headspace mm-hmm. for when he found Shay. I mean, obviously that broke him anyway, but the catalyst for him to make that trek and to try to find his dad and all that stuff. And like you said, those two together, it would have been amazingly done anyway. Favorite. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with the whole Brian Hound fight slash setting Arya free on her way, even though a good chunk of that was not in the books. I think it's one of those things that was done in the show away from the books that I liked. I liked how they did it uh, and they didn't pull any punches with it. (laughs) Pun intended, I suppose. (laughs) And they really showed just the brutality of how the hound is going to fight and all that stuff. And, and again, him coming to terms with, no, she's under my protection. Damn straight. You're going to have to come to me. So that whole thing I, I really liked, even though a, lo- a good portion of it wasn't even in the books. And I thought it was done really well. Yeah, it was good for, for Arya's last view of Westeros, the difference between a knight and a killer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then there's pot. Yeah. <laughs> but she never got her bread. So sad. Oh, <laughs> But she got a chicken and a horse. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything that we want to wrap up? Anything you want to say to, to end this? Well, I, I said it. what I was hoping to see next season. So yeah. what do you guys want to see next season? Uh, more Davos. He's still one of my favorites. And I'm hoping now that they're up at the wall, Stannis is going to let him go do what he needs to go and do. Well, hopefully we'll um, only get one point of view of that. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to more of the Melisandre taking dealing with John because that's my only Ooh, concern. Sorry, just to backtrack. I know we're trying to wrap up, but the, <laughs> but the, the no. other thing we didn't talk about, and this is what I've been wondering for the whole series. It's called A Song of Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. and we've only had Melisandre's view that the Lord of Light is actually good, and we've only had the lore that says the White Walkers are bad, and all the way through the books and through the TV show, it's just been kind of the default that. They're the undead and that they're eating the babies. Mm -hmm. But they kind of spoil with the Night King and they don't eat the babies. They just make them one of their own. So that for me was kind of a very cool scene. And since they're 
benign about it. If you want to say stealing babies from people <laughs> and making them your own is benign, as opposed to Melisandre who burns people. I thought that was kind of a yeah. good a flip of each each side of the coin. Who's the Lord of Light really compared to the? Because it, it's simplistic, you know, light and dark. Mm-hmm. Where's the light? Where's the ice and fire? Where's the cold and where's the heat? Mm-hmm. I don't read the message board, so maybe there's a lot of theory crafting on this already going on. But I think this was, a, as far as two scenes go, where Melisandre burns up those seven people, in, including like Stannis' relatives. Yep. And then the, the Night King that just goes, oh, okay, you're good. <laughs> you know, it's. I thought it was a good counterpoint of one taking life for her power and the other just changing life. Well, it's the difference of what what's sacrifice. Are you actually sacrificing the one to die? Mm-hmm. Are you sacrificing something to go be something else? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's really when it goes back down to, which is, you know, the Starks, winter is coming. We always, it seems very ominous. ominous. But if you're taking it from your point of view, which is, hey, these guys up here actually aren't too bad. Winter is coming. <laughs> I mean, you sort of give it a positive. Let's get the sleds, guys. <laughs> I like winter. <laughs> I mean, and, but it goes back down to is, you know, maybe that's why all this is happening, which is they have to come down and calm everybody else down. But where was I going before that? I don't remember. Uh, what you were looking, what are you for looking next forward season? to oh. before Jordan interrupted you for... <laughs> I was that started out with the It'll things I'm not again, looking forward to, which is I don't want to see more Melisandre and I, I, no, um, looking forward to I think Dorn. I'm actually interested to see how they do all the sand snakes and obviously Arya. I think more I like Arya and then Brienne and I'm more I always like to see a character and Lady Stoneheart if she comes great if she doesn't you know sad. I don't, I don't think we'll see her not this next season for sure. I don't think I think fewer great. See, I'm always like, what can we cut? Pure great joys. I do really want to see Sam take Master Eamon to the Citadel. I think that's a key thing. Um, I think Sam, and of course, if how uh, they take over Winterfell and Mary, not Ram, Rooster Ramsey, the Ramsey is the bastard. Ramsey is the bastard, and you know how he tries to marry fake Arya or Sansa. Is it fake Sansa or fake Arya? Thought it was fake Arya. Arya. Okay. Jane Poole. Yeah. And I think that that actually might actually, I think given what happens to Theon in the book when that happens and having Mance coming as the, doesn't he come and play like a bard or something? Well, that was his, that was his his legendary cover. No, the thing was, remember you and I kind of talked about this where he, they they do the fake death of Mance. Of Mance. Oh, that's right. And then he goes off and, okay. Well, no, he, he, he basically, uh, He's like, yeah, I'll come over. He 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 basically switches sides, signs an agreement to save his own life, basically right. oh, under Melisandre. It was his kid, right? Because they do the baby swap. Well, and yeah, oh, they that's do. Right. The, well, but that was done without Melisandre and those guys' knowledge. No, that, that's true. Right. But but Mance he did, did that it. for his wife. Of and, his yeah, deal. because right. I, yeah. So there's a lot I'm looking forward to, but I don't know if it's all going to happen this season or future seasons. And obviously, Danny getting on a dragon and flying away. <laughs> Never to be seen again. That's her hope. <laughs> Only hope so much. Right, oh, Sarah? Tyrion oh, and Varys. Sorry. <laughs> I, are is Varys going over with Tyrion? I mean, that's no. how they end it with him sitting next to the box on the boat. And I'm like, are, is Varys going with him? Or is he just sitting there? Oh, that was there? just sad, fat eunuch with no friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like that could that would be really you know those- that was the only genuine in four seasons that that was the only genuine no that and the court scene were the only two genuine emotions that Varys showed 
Everything else, he was all very political and very much the spy master. At the trial scene where he asks him, don't you recall saying to me, I would be remembered for saving the city? And he says, I remember everything I've ever done or whatever that was, yeah. everything I've ever said. And then here, when, yeah, he puts Tyrion on the boat and he's like, oh. it was like, maybe he's the only good guy I ever knew. Maybe he's just sad that his only friend is now no leaving. no 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 no. They, i mean that scene was he was trying to come back the bells start going off he realizes somebody's dead and he's just like he went he got on the boat he knew he can't he couldn't go back and if you remember in the books he's missing he wasn't on the boat mm-hmm. he was beside the boat mm-hmm. i because it looked like there was a i thought he was like, on the dock next to the that's the what pack. i thought i oh, thought well, he was beside okay. the boat but with i took the it I, but i took it as he's getting on the boat because he can't go back because the bells are right Right. And that's where I'm like, and Varys disappears in the books, yeah. but it's, mm-hmm. he doesn't disappear with Tyrion. No. And that's where I'm like, uh, that could be interesting if Varys is actually on the boat with Tyrion. Well, yeah, because um, he came from over there. So maybe they'll bypass, well, well I think, <laughs> there's so much over there that they can bypass, if well, only to save time And on that's TV. where it's like, I feel like Varys is, I mean, it's a big game of chess for him, which is he's trying to move these pieces to be, who's going to bring the most peace to the realm. And I think he's now, he put his, you know, hopes and Tyrion to sort of calm everybody down as the hand and maybe rise with Tommen. But now that everything's the way it went down is now is he shifting over to back to the Targaryens is very going to go get Danny or what's the other the one that was on the boat with Tyrion later on. Oh, the kid with the young dude with the grayscale. Yeah. Or the oh, kid. no, he didn't have grayscale. It was Ty- Tyrion that got the grayscale. Whoever, whoever that Targaryen. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Cause it, and I can't remember how is that Danny's nephew then? Because isn't that the baby? I thought that it was a mountain cousin. Mountain I thought cousin. that was the last. Well, I thought that was the baby that the mountain was supposedly one of the kids that the mountain was supposedly killed. The baby was Balin, right? Sure. Takes the no, baby. Balin was a Greyjoy. Not Balin. Um, the the knight that's with Danny right now. Jorah? Or no? no. You mean the Mormont? old guy? Barrison? Selmy. Wasn't he the one who actually saved the baby from the mountain? Rhaegar's baby, and then steals him over and puts him in the care of this other knight or and then he's raised a, with some other name i don't know it's been so damn long since i've yeah it's like yeah, a frog prince or whatever yeah that's yeah. that's all coming back to me now yeah, yeah. okay so that might be like yeah he doesn't know <laughs> yeah he doesn't know he's a targaryen no, no. yeah no yeah and they're on like some sort of river boat mm-hmm. right okay sh- now they have to do it okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks sorry <laughs> But, the, but but then that adds a whole new set for them too. Because that's initially where Tyrion ends up over there, right? With that group. Yeah, he figures he out right away them. that it's Targaryen yeah. based on the night. All right, yeah. Seriously, can we like move along Sorry. here? <laughs> You're going into. Let's talk about the entire rest of the series Sorry. in the book. So, Sarah, oh. you're not the boss. <laughs> I am the boss. Watch me shut down your mic right now. I can yell. Uh, I don't know. I. That's almost a hard question because of what a good finale it was. Mm-hmm. So, and by that, I kind of mean, I, I'm kind of looking forward to everything. I want to see what, where they go with Arya next. I want to see, you know, where Tyrion ends up. I want to, you know, see what happens with Sansa. It's all just, it, and Jon Snow and Sam, and it's all just set up so perfectly. I can't pick just one thing that I'm <laughs> looking forward to. I just feel more, I don't know anxiously awaiting the the next season than i have in previous season finales so I, that's not a great answer but i i, no, I think ex- it just speaks acceptable. to the strength of the finale that they it just sure did such sweet. a nice job with it so yeah <laughs> lest i be chided for going on and on <laughs> sorry we did not spur any side conversations <laughs> jordan 
How I already you? answered that. It was my question. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. He answered at the top of the show. Yeah. For me, I don't know. I... I like what they've done it with Sansa in the show, so I'm interested to see how they continue that on. I don't know how much of that we're going to get this next season, though. And then Arya as well, and again, I don't know how much of that we're going to get this next season. Uh, so those are the two things that are kind of cool. I, I am actually at a point where I don't know how much I want them to do. I mean, they're, they're going to be so diverse that... It's going to be, I mean, you can't get everybody in a single episode anymore. Yeah, geographically, we're getting to a point in the story where so much of it is not in Westeros. Right. Yeah. And there's so many, and now in, let's take a look at what's going on in Dorne, you know, as previously in this continent. You won't be after this episode of Soap. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna uh, have like a little map in the corner of every show. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to do the sync. It's gonna yeah. be a, a, a scroll. Like HBO on. Sync. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned about that, uh, especially keeping it to to ten episodes. Uh, there, I have seen some people kind of go to please go to thirteen. I don't know, but I think there's enough there that they could now. I mean, because of the again the splits and the points of view. But the two things I'm most concerned about, or I'm most interested in, I don't know if we're going to get a lot of, and that would be Ari and Sansa. I mean, they're going to have to. They, they're going to come back to it. I don't. The one nice thing about the show is you're not getting the point of view split that we got in the books where it's like, okay, I got to get through this book and I'll get back to the characters I care about in the next book when it finally comes out several years later. <laughs> so that's nice. So they're, they're going to keep all that going. It's not like, it's not like they ever get rid of a character that we don't see again for a while, Rickon. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. So Micella, you know, she yeah, was my, she had a uh, two yeah. book absence. Hercella, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, we'll see my, we'll see more of her. So she'll come back in. Rickon will still be forgotten. And then eventually everybody will go, who? Stannis's daughter. <laughs> yeah, Stannis's daughter's got nothing. You have a daughter, don't you? Yes, but we're not going yeah. to see her for two years. <laughs> His publicist admitted that it's gonna be an eighth book. Yeah. There's got to be. Are you kidding me? He keeps introducing new characters. and yeah, but At least he's killing them off in the same book now. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just think the economies of war <laughs> and food supplies. He can, That's a whole book there. All right. I think that's where we'll end this one. We're uh, not quite two hours. By the time I get this down. Put it up raw. Put it up raw. Yeah, never know. All right, so thanks for hanging out with us. Again, this was our coverage of Game of Thrones Season 4 and uh, beyond, <laughs> especially in the beginning. We just started Season 5 in the books. And so when we get to Season back 7, to season <laughs> four, and welcome to the ramblings of the Geek Compound. Yeah. See what happens when you get comfortable chairs. We talk yeah, longer. Exactly. It's we got to bring back the old chairs. Nice and cool down here. <laughs> yeah. We're in no rush to go anywhere. All right. So thanks for hanging out with us again. Of course, if you uh, like this sort of stuff, if you like it when we do the special episodes, let us know and we will definitely try to do some more. We've done Walking Dead in the past. We haven't done that in a while either. And uh, <laughs> somebody's getting the eyeball. What? <laughs> You got sick the last time we oh, were going to do right. the Walking Dead special. Well, let's do it now. <laughs> so just continuing on. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. I'm Jeff King. I'm the Canadian. Megan. Sarah. Thanks for listening. Uh. Cause all us geeks we last at allisgeeks.com
fucked up and thanks for showing love we give up viewers thanks with knowledge in the bank because y'all are top rank and never should be spanked so thanks for tuning in and giving us a spin because here we win 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 because that's how we always been well it's been fun it's been real till next time stay chill stay true